Helen. And I'm Liz. And we're sisters, scientists, and lifelong X-Files fans. And this is We Want to Believe. Shall we do this? Okay. Okay. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of We Want to Believe. And if the sound sounds not optimal, it's because I am on my phone this time. Um, because my kids are home from sick, from home from sick, home from school, sick. And her so. laptop is not home sick. Yeah. So yeah, my laptop's healthy. It's at work. Aww. If only it could do work for me. That would be great. That Although, great. as we'll discuss in this episode, do we want technology doing things Ooh. for us? Maybe we don't. Yeah. Ooh, maybe Who knows we don't. what your laptop would get up to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but before we get into this episode, though, we did do a poll on Instagram, and I wanted to let everyone know the results of that poll. The question was, is this flatworm cute? And it's sort of like getting back to the roots of social media, right? Because Facebook started as right. like hot or not or whatever. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of like that, you know, for the flatworm. Um, and so, I just thought I would let everyone know that 73% of the people who took the poll rated the flatworm as cute. 27% said not cute. Um, I feel very, very vindicated by that. Although I feel like, who are the 27%? Who would think that baby isn't cute? I think maybe they're not looking at the eyes enough. Mm, I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah, if you didn't think that flatworm was cute, Write to us at we want to believe pod at gmail.com yeah. <laughs> and tell us what's wrong with you. Um, so I also then got a DM from a roller derby teammate with a screenshot of that cute flatworm that said planaria with an exclamation point. Oh, yeah. And they, um, my teammate Shelby then also was like, and you know, it's not a parasite. And I was like, oh, sounds like you need to listen to this Friday's episode. You're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna love it. Um, Are yeah. They, how, how do they know about flatworms? I didn't ask. <laughs> really? I was just like, oh, cool. Yeah, you're another flatworm enthusiast, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't actually know her background as far as um, huh. flatworms and other stuff. I have no idea. Wow. Well, I gotta know. Yeah. Shelby Cobra, well, flatworm enthusiast. Um, cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll find out. But today's episode, Blood, um, I feel like Blood was not the best title because uh-huh. it implies a lot more blood than was involved in this episode. And uh, kind of like the movie There Will Be Blood, where we hypothesize that, like, it's titled that to be like, no, 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 no. There, there will be blood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to look up, there's an episode in season one. I can't think of the name of it right now. So I'm going to look it up or maybe you can just remind me. We did not care for it. It was, um, there you go. Ghost in the machine. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. This has some similarities to that. Um, yeah. Okay. So it opens with, yeah, I don't know. I have a lot of, I have a lot of questions. I want to see what you think about it. I'm not sure what I was supposed to get out of it. Ultimately, not the most exciting episode of the X Files. Not yeah. the worst, but not the best. It was fine. Um, so it starts with like like a big post office like processing facility, and there's this guy just kind of like scanning and typing in numbers on this little machine, and he cuts himself, and he sees the blood, and he's kind of like, "Ooh, there's blood," and his boss, uh, who seems like a nice guy, calls him over to talk, and is like, "Hey, you know, you're a good worker, but." T- 
times are tough and budgets are tight and, and he's laying them off. Uh, and mm-hmm. Ed is like, oh, is there any possibility of me staying on part-time? And the guy's like, me and the guys took up a collection today. It's a hundred bucks and hands him a hundred bucks, which just seems really sad oh, and insulting God. and weird. And like, yeah, I just feel like, although what, yeah. what uh, is a hundred bucks in today's money? That's a good question. I mean, probably not enough to pay rent in today's money or uh, yeah, buy yeah. groceries. Yeah, let's uh let's find an inflation calculator. So right. how so much is that? it? Uh, it is two hundred and five dollars in today's money. Well, I was gonna guess two forty. Okay. Why didn't I make you guess? That was uh, um, um that's yeah, that's not enough to So yeah, yeah, you oh, know here's two hundred bucks. All right. Like, yeah. Also, like you guys pity me and you already told all the guys that you're laying me <laughs> off. Like that's what I was oh, thinking. God. Like that's true. You already collected the money. Anyway, Ed goes back to work. He says, stay out, you know, the rest of the week. Ed goes mm-hmm. back to work and the scanner he was using starts telling him to kill. It starts displaying oh. messages that say, kill, kill them, kill them all. And oh, then the theme song. And it uh I assumed it was gonna open on the crime scene where Ed killed everyone, but it did not. Right. We're going to see Ed a lot in this episode. Um, oh. It then is this opens... like a going postal sort of thing? Mm. That's what I thought. It is not, yeah. actually. That's oh. the last we see of the post office. Oh, well, okay. Eh, never mind. I take that back. Yeah. Maybe there is some postal going in a way. Yeah. Um, just not. I think I was picturing going postal in the post office, but he's not in the post office i'll just i'll just tell you about the episode yeah just, yeah yeah okay so then it's a crowded elevator and there's mm-hmm. people coughing and it's uncomfortable and there's a man like in the back and he's sweating and he looks really uncomfortable and there's a digital display on the elevator that says no air can't breathe kill them all God. and then we open on the crime scene and there's multiple bodies in like the Ooh. entryway of this building near the elevator and Mulder's coming in. Okay. And the local sheriff seems like a nice guy. He's like, thanks for coming in. I'm glad the FBI said someone said mm-hmm. sent someone wearing over our heads here. Um uh, it's they're in Franklin, Pennsylvania, which is a real town. Ah. And it's a small town of six thousand people in real life. In this, it's supposed to be a small town, but it also has an elevator with a really tall building. So, you ah. know, I'm like, okay. I've been to towns of 6,000 people. This is not what they look like, but whatever. Um, Franklin, you know, famous for the computers that told people to kill, right? Well, um, actually, Franklin is the home of John Wilkes Booth. Um, No kidding! Yeah, I looked that up. So, Yeah, and it was even a smaller town back then. It also has a famous Apple Fest that draws... Hundreds of thousands of people a year, they claim, to this town of 6,000 people to their Apple Fest. It is happening this weekend. Um, Oh, really? Yeah. Now, of of course, once this episode is released, the Apple Fest will be over and you're all going to have to wait until Apple Fest 2024. But yes, we'll be there. We should we should like broadcast live from Apple Fest 24. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I like that. Where is this Franklin where? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. I would go to Pennsylvania. And Apple Fest looks cute. Got a lot of yeah. apple-based foods and rides yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Cool. Let's do it. 
<laughs> so, um, so Mulder notices the screen in the elevator is broken and the sheriff tells him like, look, we never have any violence and we've had seven uh -huh. pe different people have killed 22 people total in the last six months. And we've seven different. Whoa. So, so there's like all these murders okay. and they all seem random. And in all the cases, the people ended up basically being killed by the police because, and, and they oh. make it look legitimate and not sketchy. Like one would imagine, okay. like where right. they're like, it basically you have to kill me or right. I'm going to kill this person right now, this bystander. Um, yeah. More of a hostage so, sort of situation. Yeah. Yeah. And so Mulder's like, is it drugs maybe? And the guy's like, the region is mostly apple and cherry growers. They don't do drugs, which oh. I was like, Hey, apple fest. Yeah, it's and also probably there's actually probably a lot of drugs happening. But yeah, I know. I was like, yeah. right, small towns and they never do drugs. That's yeah. not how this isn't the big city. Um, yeah, places in the middle of the nowhere are famous for not having drugs. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so Mulder does notice there's some gray stuff on the index finger of the guy who the the suspect, the guy who died. And then, uh, then we get a little check-in with Ed, who's going to the ATM, and he okay. sees a little girl with a nosebleed, and then he looks back at the ATM, and it's telling him to take the security guard's gun and kill everyone, because there's a security guard near the ATM. Can I pause for a second? I have a prediction. Yes. Also, I want to say, uh, my friend Rachel, who is sometimes a podcast listener, I just saw her run by my house. Oh my um, god, that's awesome. That was exciting. Hi, Rachel. Um, <laughs> but also, I want to predict... May I? May I? Uh... I should have been asking you from the start to predict. Okay. Absolutely. So I think that there's some sort of weird electro something happening with Ed that's causing people to get nosebleeds and computers to malfunction. Okay. I'll check in with you in a little bit and, okay. and you can good. adjust or whatever. Um, okay. So then we get a little bit of Mulder's voiceover. He sent Scully some notes about the case and he's saying like, these are spree killings. They're not serial killings. He sends Scully all of the notes and pictures. He's convinced there's some outside factor. Um, he had the residue analyzed that was on the guy's finger. It is an undefined non-toxic chemical, maybe from gardening. I feel like, what? how do you get maybe from gardening out of undefined non-toxic chemical? You're like, mm, probably gardening. <laughs> and I like rewound it. I was like, what am I missing here? Um, oh my gosh. And That's so really funny. I feel like, yeah, this episode for all our chemist listeners, as I talk about this, if you have any special chemist insights, please let us know. Like um, perhaps my friend Katie is listening and going, yeah, Katie oh yes, and Josh. the non-toxic the non-toxic gardening chemicals. Sure. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. That's a yeah. whole, that's the only type of non-toxic chemical or the ones used in gardening actually. Yeah. 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 Um, there's like, there's the organic chemists and the inorganic and then the gardening. Chemists. Yeah. Oh, I'm a gardening but, but, chemist. Yeah. 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 Now, Helen, yeah. Helen, you took a lot of chemistry. You took more chemistry than me. So you might have yeah. some insights as I continue to mention chemistry things. Great. Um, we'll see. Um, he tells Scully, he sees no evidence of UFOs and she looks surprised as she's listening. Mm -hmm. um, he, and he notes that on all the crime scenes, there was an electronic display destroyed, a pager, Ooh, okay. a fax, a cellular phone. And <laughs> uh, I know it was like a pager and a fax. That's awesome. 
and uh, and he says there's no way to know who's going to be a killer. And okay. so next we see, and it's filmed like like a thriller. And I want to say a 90s thriller, but it just looks like a 90s thriller because it was the 90s. Um, it shows like this woman in like a dark mechanics shop. She's approaching outside. She's in a business suit. She looks really afraid. And it's just her and the mechanic there. And the mechanic kind of has a sinister vibe and it's very poorly lit. She's clearly afraid. And, and, and he's like, yeah, I found some other stuff wrong with your car. It's not just the one thing. There's other stuff wrong. Um, can I show you? Come, come back here so I can show you. And she's like, oh, no, that's, that's okay. I, I, and he's like, no, I need to explain the, like, you're not gonna be able to drive your car very long. You got to come back here. Um, and, and it's clear she's real afraid of him. And, uh, he says something and I meant to ask our dad and I forgot. He says, oh. I did a diagnostic test of the engine. It's, it should be 100, 168 horses at 62 RPMs, but it was nowhere near that. And I was just curious, is that total BS or huh. is that, a, is that true? Um, so I, I meant to ask and I failed to. So yeah. maybe well, a we're... car person can tell us that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as you might expect, while the mechanic is saying this stuff, a the diagnostic test screen starts telling the woman, the mechanic is a liar. He's going to kill you. You need to kill oh. him first. So she oh. beat, picks up a big wrench and she beats him. And then she stabs him with, I don't know, something, a screwdriver maybe. And she kills him. And then Whoa. she leaves. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. And so... Um, now we have Mulder at the mechanics at the crime scene. Now they don't have a suspect and they're trying to figure out if it's related. And um, there's, okay, this is where we introduce a character. He's an older guy. He's the boss of someone. Okay. I okay. thought at first he was the boss of the mechanic, but that clearly became clear that yeah, that was not the case. Um, then I thought he was the boss of the sheriff. And that seems sort of true, but not quite right. So okay. we're going to call him the mayor because he seems in control of the town, but he's not the mayor. I don't know what he is. There's an um, older man of some authority and I couldn't figure out what his deal was. Okay. All right. And so uh, you're sure he's not the mayor? Yeah. Because I don't think the mayor is the boss of the sheriff and he's definitely, because they said he's the <laughs> The sheriff said, this is so-and-so. He's the boss of, oh. and I thought he said of the mechanic, but clearly that wasn't right. So huh. okay. he's the boss of stuff. He's okay. the boss of Franklin, Pennsylvania. Okay. He's the boss. Yeah, he's the boss. We'll just call him yeah. the boss. Okay. And so right. the boss is like, I don't think this is related. And Mulder's like, no, look, mm -hmm. there's another smashed readout. I think it is. Mm -hmm. And, um, so um, they look at the last appointment of the day at the mechanics and they see that it was Mrs. McRoberts, that woman. Mm -hmm. And so Mulder and the sheriff go there and uh, they go in and they're talking to her and she's like, oh, and she's clearly nervous having him in her house. Mm -hmm. And she's like, my my husband handles car stuff and he's not out of town. So I don't have any or he's not in town. So I don't have any answers. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're still suspicious. And uh Mulder mentions, no, oh, we with they Scully there. Sorry, no, Scully is not there. Um, okay. Scully is not there. And I actually wanted to talk about that. This would be a good time. Huh. 
I think that this might be when Jillian Anderson was pregnant because we know okay. we're coming up on when she ends up taking maternity leave when she was oh, abducted. Sure. Um, right. When when the character is abducted, that not well, Jillian Anderson. No, no, <laughs> that'd be a terrible maternity leave. Yeah, um, I feel like I don't know. You know, there's a lot of jobs with no parental leave, and then is there a job where yeah, there's parental leave, but you're abducted by aliens? So yeah, I don't know. You can choose. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it's just Mulder and this sheriff. And I, okay. I really think that's part of what made the episode a little boring for me is that there was a lack of Mulder-Scully interaction. Uh, yeah. Mm. And so it's just Mulder and the sheriff. As you can imagine, the woman's microwave starts saying, they know what you did on the little uh, printout. You got to kill them. Mm. And so she attacks Mulder. She gets a knife out of the drawer and she stabs him in the arm and she Whoa. gets some momentum and she's like on top of him about to slice his throat open. Whoa. And so the cop shoots her, the sheriff shoots her. And then we get Scully. Okay. She's doing an op- autopsy. So maybe she came to town to do the autopsy, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, and so, okay. I'm going to tell you some science words. Okay. I'm ready. Her adrenaline was 200 times normal. And her adrenal gland shows where, as if she is using it Keep too going. much. Keep going. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. Keep going. It shows evidence of intense phobia. I don't understand how an autopsy could show evidence of intense phobia. No, it couldn't. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. No. No. But, That's not a thing. Yeah. Um, and then the there's some stuff in uh-huh. the vitreous humor in her eyeballs. That's her in the eyeballs, eyes. right? Yeah. Isn't the vitreous? Yeah. And it's yeah. the same as the stuff that was on the finger of that one guy. Oh, well, sure. So she was gardening and stuck her face in the chemicals. Yes. Or maybe she put her contacts in it and, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, that is... That's really strange. Okay. I yes. have nothing. That uh, vitreous humor. Yes. Part of your eyeball. Um, <laughs> not known. That. Yes. Not known particularly for uh, unknowable chemicals, be they yeah. toxic or non. Yeah. Hmm. Well, okay. Scully says that when this chemical stuff is combined with adrenaline, it produces something similar to LSD. Okay. 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 All right. All right. It's it's hard to prove or disprove that without knowing what the chemical is. Yeah. So and I'm right. giving you everything I've got with respect yeah. to that chemical. Yeah. Um, okay. Our, okay. Our next scene, we go back to Ed. Would you like to check in and make any adjusted predictions or anything? Ooh. Hmm. Well, it seems like when people are already in a stressful situation that and they were somehow exposed to this chemical ooh you know what would be great would be ooh, if it all tied back to apple fest and <laughs> they were gardening chemicals and it was all of the apple farmers that were being exposed to this chemical and then went under stress so, Helen, I'm going to tell you, 
you're not as far off as you might think. Oh, no. Now, obviously, <laughs> Apple Fest is not in this episode. I don't know that it existed in the 90s, <laughs> but I do think it plays a role. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. So Ed is applying at a Kmart type place where he goes and he asks mm-hmm. if they have openings and they say no. And there is a advertisement for a, no, it's not an ad. They're like doing it in there. There's like a little mini blood drive. This town is chock a block full of blood drives. It wow. is like, yeah, very oh. well provided as far as blood. Okay. Um, again, it does not look like a little town. It is, it is yeah. you know, significantly i mean i feel like it's probably madison sized is the vibe you get from this town you know i mean maybe yeah no that feels true it is not a small town but you know they tell us it is so whatever um and so he is looking on the tvs that are for sale in the shop and he sees this like these images flashing of charles manson and the Mm -hmm. oj chase and somebody being beaten and a truck overturning on the highway and it keeps repeating real quickly Crazy. and then comes yeah and then comes through a message that says turn around and there's all the guns that are for sale and Ooh. he's like go get a gun Ooh. and that's then we leave ed there for the moment Ooh. And then, yeah yeah it is creepy and yeah. i started thinking do you remember there's this episode where this woman is hallucinating, like, or maybe a man is hallucinating Milosevic, the like Serbian war criminal. Oh, really? Yeah, it's not like the main thing in the episode, but it's part of it. Oh, where no, someone I don't, is. I don't remember that at all. Weird. Yeah, so I thought maybe that was going to be in this episode, but it's not. And I, it sounds so weird when I say it out loud that I feel like, hmm. did I make it up? But I don't think I did. Hallucinating Milosevic. I was hallucinating Milosevic into an X Files episode. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Huh. And so then, um. Okay. Now we see Mulder. Okay. This seems really random. Mulder is jogging. His arm is bandaged, okay. and he sees this man in this like dump truck type thing, sprinkling stuff out of the truck onto the lawns. Okay. He just happens to see it. He's in like a suburban neighborhood in this town. And he looks down at the stuff that was sprinkled. And in the midst of it is a dead fly, a bunch of dead flies. And so he grabs one and he brings it to the lone gunman. Oh. Yeah, they're in this. Um, and so they have a bunch of outlandish ideas at first. They think that there are micro cameras made by the CIA that are on the fly. Okay. And then that's quickly proven not true. And Mulder brings up LSDM, which is what this similar to LSD thing oh, okay. is. Mm-hmm. And they're like, he's like, have you heard of that? And they're like, I guess you haven't read the August edition of The Lone Gunman. And uh, Oh, does this then, get into like, um, oh gosh, what's it called? Never mind. Keep talking. Keep talking. Okay. I will say, I do think there's some stuff with the lone gunman that has not aged that well. Like, oh, really? Yeah, like uh, Pro Hickey, kind of creepy, you know? He's kind of oh. a creep. It's sad, you know? And I think yeah. back in the day, it could be dismissed as, like, harmless creep. And now right. I feel like, no, I'm not cool with this. Because he's no. like, yeah, where, where's your little partner? And Mulder's like, she wouldn't come. And he mm-hmm. goes, she tasty. And, uh, yeah. And Mulder's like, uh, it's men like you, Fro Hickey, that give perver- that gives that gives perversion a bad name, which is kind of funny. Um, yeah, but no, wait, yeah, wait, wait, wait. 
I'm just remembering it. Which is the real clean cut one? Is that buyers? That's buyers. That's buyers. Okay. I do like buyers. I was just looking through um old pictures of mine from when I was in um on the forensics team in college. So very different forensics. So like debate team. Right. Um, yes. And I had a picture and now keep in mind that this was back when I had to like take a picture and then get it printed from my camera. Right. Um, I had a picture printed out of this random kid. I mean, guy, young man um, in a suit who looked so much like buyers that I had to stop him and take his picture. Oh my God. And you told him that like, yeah. I took your, that's hilarious. Yeah. I want to see his picture. Yeah. I'll have to find it. I'll have to dig it out again. <laughs> anyway that that just happened like a few weeks ago That's uh, so funny yeah um okay but the what what I was trying to say um about the LSD was if they were going to mention um and I'm spacing on the name of it the like LSD experiments that the government like, was doing MK Ultra yeah MK Ultra yeah that's the name of a skater in a derby league as it happens oh. Yeah, I cool. think I think it's because her initials are MK. So that, like, oh, really I like that. Clever, I think, yeah. yeah. Um, no, they don't mention that, but they do mention some other government stuff. Okay. Um, so they bring up, um, the they they show the footage of the DDT spraying in like the fifties, mm-hmm. where like you know it's this chemical that we thought, oh, it'll kill pests, and there's like kids, you know, walking through the spray and oh, laughing God, and yeah. stuff, and all those pictures. Um. And so uh, they talk about how um, this LSDM. Sorry, can I interrupt oh. again yes. for um, an unrelated public service announcement, essentially? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I actually, I was just looking up um, the recommendations from the CDC about um, DEET usage. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. And um, it's actually in children over six months of age. It's, I mean, no, don't spray DDT and have anyone walk through it. Um, But it's more advisable in children six months or older um, for them to wear mosquito spray with DEET because the risks of mosquito-borne illnesses outweigh the risks of um, bug spray with DEET in it wow really no kidding yeah, yeah. okay yeah. that's all okay oh, that's go on you know. yeah yeah um so they talk about how this lsdm is okay i'm gonna say a chemical word okay so this is for you and then if you got nothing this is for our chemist listeners okay lysergic dimethrin okay lysergic acid is something right that's isn't that lsd um or, oh Okay. Yeah. I think so. Lysergic is definitely the L in LSD. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lysergic acid diethylamide is LSD. Diethylamide. And so this is lysergic acid or lysergic dimethrin? Dimethrin? Is that just a pretend word? Could be a pretend word. The methyl versus ethyl, I believe. Um, it could be, by the way, it could be dimethylin. It's possible because I was just listening. I didn't have captions on. Okay. That implies like just a different number of carbons, I believe, methyl versus ethyl. Okay. Um, 
And I, I, that's, that's all I've got. Okay. Okay. So he says, it is a, what word did I write in my notes? Okay. It's an unreleased synthetic, somewhere that looks like Bataweel insecticide. I have no idea what I was trying to write here. I was taking notes very fast. I can't even guess at what this word says. Botanical. Botanical? Botanical. Botanical. There we go. Thank God. It's insane. Yeah. An unreleased synthetic botanical insecticide. It acts as a natural pheromone and it basically scares bugs into leaving the plants. Huh. Okay. So that's what they say. Okay. And then I don't know how we get here, but Mulder has night vision goggles and he's watching (laughs) this field where some stuff is going down in the distance. And then like a a helicopter that looks vaguely military-ish flies overhead and dusts Mulder with some stuff. Oh God. Yeah. And so he ends up in the hospital and that's when we first get our first Mulder and Scully scene together. And I feel like immediately the episode is more interesting with Scully there. And so Mulder's doing research. Um, The sheriff is there. Scully is there. And the boss is there. Okay. Whoever he may be. And Mulder's like, I've been looking at this map and all of the killers live in this, in heavily sprayed areas. They're spraying the town with this. But Batawil insecticide. And, um, uh, and the boss is like, now nah, this is ridiculous he's being crazy and the sheriff's like on Mulder's side and then the boss is like yes it's true we are we are doing this spring we are doing this um and it's because there's this eurasian fly that eats the apple and cherry trees and so they're like wow. we need to protect these people's livelihoods see it all comes back to the oh apple trees. my gosh yeah wow. yeah all right um, and so the boss says, it was proven to me to be safe. And Mulder's like, by who? And uh, at that point, the sheriff and the boss just leave the room. They're just like, and I don't know why. I don't know. This sort of like two episodes ago with, with Cigarette Smoking Man and Skinner, where all of a sudden Skinner was just like, just get out of here. Like, sometimes huh. people say things and I'm like, why? I don't know. Yeah. So they leave the hospital room. And Scully's like, okay, so this all makes sense, except the LSDM doesn't seem to have affected you, Mulder. Like, you seem okay. Hmm. And uh, and then Mulder looks at the TV screen, and I'm like, uh-oh. And I wrote uh-oh in my notes. And then you see up appear on the screen, do it. Do it now. Oh. And I'm like, oh, this is pretty creepy. But <laughs> it's an ad for a health club. And it's <laughs> like, join us, get fit. <laughs> it's like, okay, that's pretty good. Yeah. And, and so then Mulder all of a sudden is like wait what about subliminal messages and Scully's like that's paranoia and Mulder's like it's a fact and um, so Mulder comes up with this theory and I think this is correct that this insecticide is heightening phobias because all of the people who were the killers, it turns out had phobias of some sort. Okay. And then while they were, the insecticide heightens these phobias and then um, they see these subliminal messages that tip them over the edge into killing people. Okay. And so like the idea is that. Which which part of this do you think is correct? 
I, that this is what's when happening. When I say correct, episode, or... yes, yes, that's okay, what's happening okay. in the episode. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and okay. actually, I'm I am sorry. I misremembered when the exodus of the sheriff and the boss is, um, hmm. because Mulder then says these messages were relayed purposefully, and then the question oh. is by who? By who? And then the sheriff leaves, and so okay. Um, so. I knew it was after the question of by who then the sheriff leaves. Yeah. Um, so the sheriff okay. leaves and then Mulder says, he's probably one of those people who thinks Elvis is dead. And uh, so it, Mulder seems to have the impression that, uh, that the sheriff had left because he was like, Oh, this is just two bananas. You're such a uh, you know, out there person. And so Mulder is saying more to Scully that like, he thinks this is an experiment on this town and that like, they're doing a controlled experiment to see can we induce fear in people? Oh, yeah. And so uh-huh. the boss comes back and the boss is like, okay, I agree. We're going to stop spraying, but we only on the agreement that our explanation for why we're not spraying anymore does not mention all these killings. And I, I feel like, is that up to him to decide who is right. this man? I don't know. Like, Again, he's, he's, king, he's, he's the king of Franklin? Yeah. I don't know. Um, and then we see Ed again. Oh, And no. he sees an ad on TV about cholesterol screening, and it shows a finger prick. And so there's blood. And, uh-huh. okay. And then oh, is Ed phobia blood? Yes. Ah. Which I understand. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um. So Ed's phobia is blood. And then, okay, there is a woman ringing his bell. He's at home. um, Who's in a white coat. And she's there for a blood drive. And I think, oh, he must have just be like hallucinating now. But no, it is revealed later when they're like, oh, the blood drive lady said she was here at this time or whatever. That like, oh, that's so weird. I did some research or I attempted to. I'm like, were door-to-door blood drives? (laughs) Yeah, were they? (laughs) Not as far as I can tell. No. Yeah, I would not think so. That's super weird. I mean, I do think that like there is people could advertise for an existing blood drive door to door, and that might be what she was doing. Sure. But she was dressed like a nurse, like she was in, and or doctor, like she was in a white mm-hmm. coat and seemed all prepared to to take some blood. Again, oh, that's really weird. It's a hmm. town rich in blood drives, and yeah. um. And so then Ed destroys his TV because his TV is like blood. She, she wants to take her blood. And so Ed destroys the TV. The woman mm. keeps ringing the bell because it's some sort of blood drive information emergency. I don't know. Weird. Okay. Yeah, I know. I felt like, I don't know. I also don't like needles. How would I react right. if there was anything like that? Well, I know we've actually talked about this because I I have a pretty severe uh, vomiting phobia. And we've talked about how, like, I sometimes get freaked out, like, if my kids have a stomach ache or something, because, like, it's something that seems like it can just happen in the middle of the night. And you and I have talked about how, like, how scary it would be if, like, suddenly you just got surprised by needles like if someone yeah. was just like suddenly there for a blood draw surprise like, blood test talk- time yeah. apparently yeah. that's that a risk. risk yeah oh my god yeah especially like that she won't go away yeah that's <laughs> the bell. 
Yeah. Um, all right. It's just me talking to myself because the plumber showed up early at Helen's house and she had to go deal with that. And I hope that it wasn't a person secretly coming to draw her blood and is actually a plumber. So I'll tell you more about the episode and you listeners might know about it before Helen even does, depending on when I tell her. So basically, okay. It is so much harder to tell myself about this episode of the X-Files than to tell Helen herself. Okay. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to look at a photo of my friend, Katie and myself, and I'm going to pretend I'm telling the photo about this. This is okay. All right, Katie. Um, so I just feel utterly deranged. Um, Mulder is looking at a list of the people who live in these high risk areas where they're spraying a lot and they're checking in with these people. And the there's just a few people left on the list and Ed's name is one of them. And they go to his house and his doorbell has been ripped away and the door is unlocked and uh, like kind of half open. And so they go in there, Ed is gone and they see an enormous empty gun case. And remember he bought this gun at a Kmart type place. And this is clearly like a sniper rifle. And I mean, even in America, are we selling sniper rifles at Kmart? I have to imagine we aren't, I don't know. Um, and so uh, they noticed that his watch is there and his watch was smashed, a digital watch at the same time that the blood tester lady was there. Um, I also wanna mention that they mentioned that uh, Ed had no car and they seem to have a robust public transit system in this town, uh, which again, this is a, t a small town of 6,000 people and they've got like multiple bus routes. Um, I just feel like these writers have never even seen a real small town, have they? Um, so Mulder sees the smashed watch and he sees the when the blood tester was there and he's like, I know where Ed's going and I know what he's afraid of. And so there's Ed on the bus and he's going towards the hospital. And that's where Scully and Mulder are waiting for him. But then the digitalist display on the bus is like, actually, Ed, nope, you got to get off. And so he screams for the door to be open. He gets off the bus and um, it goes back to the sheriff and Mulder and Scully. They're at the hospital. They're waiting for him. The bus gets there. He's not there. And then so Mulder's like, did you, you know, see a, I don't know, you see Ed? I don't know, maybe his picture. And the guy's like, yeah, I dropped him off right by the community college where a blood drive is happening. And so um, we, now we see Ed. Ed is at the community college. There is a digital display on a building and it tells him, climb the clock tower. So that's not good because he's got a sniper rifle. So the police are on their way. Scully's at the hospital waiting. Mulder decides to go to, ahead to the college. Ed's at the clock tower. Mulder and the sheriff arrive and Ed starts shooting. And it's not good. Uh, no one seems to die. They're all diving for cover and stuff. And so Mulder runs up the stairs. And I was thinking, this seems like a bad idea. But then Mulder's like, got his gun, his normal sized Mulder gun, trained on Ed and is like, drop the gun, drop the enormous sniper rifle, Ed. And Ed's like, I can't, they won't let me. And Mulder, and this I thought was quite clever. Mulder's like, look, man, if you shoot me, there's going to be blood everywhere. And uh, 
then he notices Mulder's bandage on his arm from where he'd been stabbed. And he sees there's a little bit of blood at the edge of the bandage. And he freaks out and he drops the rifle. And phew, okay, Ed is not killed. He's arrested. He's relieved. He's like, I don't want to do this anymore. So, you know, he's glad that Mulder didn't kill him. And, um, and so Mulder is then going to call. I have a note that says, uh, he's calling it. I can't read my own handwriting. He's calling the air force. I don't think that's right. He's calling someone probably, I would think it's Scully, but that word is not Scully. I don't know what it says, but Mulder's making a call. This is the very end of the episode. And oops, Mulder's cell phone display says, all done. Bye-bye. So, okay. My questions that I would like you, the listener, and Helen to think about are like, all right, if this is an experiment, all these messages, these subliminal messages seem awful specific to the people that are reading them, right? They're not general messages of killing. They're like, there's gonna, there's blood, you need to kill this guy, or that mechanic's going to attack you, or whatever. And are they just putting them everywhere? Is the boss of this town, the King of Franklin, somehow have access to every digital screen in town, including, like, Ed's calculator? Um, it didn't really add up to me. I started to think, with that all-done-bye-bye message, is this something more supernatural and, like, an evil force doing this? I don't know. It's like, it sounds like it holds together where you're like, oh, experiment with subliminal messages plus this chemical. Aha. And then you think about it and you're like, no, this doesn't hold together. What is going on here? Um, so I don't know. And we're now going to imagine Helen saying, all right. So Liz, do we have any listener stories this week? And that's my best Helen impression. And then I would say, actually, Helen, uh, we do kind of, not really, it's not a listener story. It's something that my friend Amanda told me, and I was desperate for stories of the supernatural to share on here. So I'm going to share it. And it is simply that she was in Galveston, Texas. Galveston, Texas, apparently um, uh, dense with ghosts. As many ghosts as Franklin has blood drives. And um, I guess there was a flood in Galveston in 1900. And lots of people died and it's famous. And so now everything's haunted is my understanding. And so Amanda and her in-laws uh, were in Galveston for a few days and they rented an old house that was built four years before the flood, a really beautiful old house. She said it was almost like being in a museum. They had all this like stuff about the history of the house in there. It was really cool. And so um, Amanda's aunt-in-law, I don't think we have a word for that, um her her what would be mother-in-law's sister um was determined to see a ghost and she did note that her ceiling fan spun on its own the entire time even when turned off now amanda also acknowledges we did have the ac on the whole time so that creates a draft could be that in fact probably is that but hey i happened to hear this story last night I'm the only one recording and I can say whatever I want. So I decided to share that. Um, all right. We're going to wrap it up here. And by we, I mean me and my photo of my friend, Katie, and uh, we will see you next week. Next week's episode. Helen is going to watch it. It is called something. 
what is it called? I knew it earlier when we started recording the episode. Sleepless. It is called Sleepless. And what I remember it being about is possibly Vietnam vets and not sleeping. I do think it is a literal title and there's not sleeping. And then I think, and I could be wrong, but I think after that we get to the classic pair of episodes, Dwayne Berry and Ascension. Ooh, really good. All right. Uh, remember to subscribe and all the other stuff you're supposed There's so many things you're supposed to do. Please do them. You know, uh, share. That's a thing you should do. And subscribe. Is liking a thing? I don't, I don't know. Um, anyway, follow us at We Want to Believe Pod on Instagram. And you can always email us with any thoughts you have about the chemistry in this episode or about Apple Fest or your own listener stories of the supernatural at we want to believe pod at gmail.com. And of course, you can look at our full list of episodes and everything anywhere you listen to podcasts and on our website, we want to believe pod.com. Oh, did I give our email as just a website? Maybe I did. Our email is we want to believe pod at gmail.com. I had this weird sense I said it wrong. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. Signing off. There we go. Goodbye. How do I stop recording?